Good morning. My name is Samuel. This is Haven, my wife. I, uh, I have some jokes I want to tell you, but uh, before I do, I just wanted to share. I feel like God um, this morning is like reawakening childhood dreams for people. Things that like you maybe barely remember, like that you maybe have already buried and forgotten, and you might have even held like a funeral service for it. And I feel like God is, is saying, oh, no, 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 that was me. And you tried to kill me, but I don't know if you're aware of this. Jesus comes back from the dead, and he's resurrecting dreams this morning. I, I, I really felt that strongly. And so, Father, I just ask that you bless those that, that that's the case for. And I don't even think you'll be able to identify yourself. Uh, I think there's people right now that that word is for, that you're like, I don't feel nothing about that but you'll see that that word will play out. I don't even need to like make it happen. The Lord will make that happen in your life. So yeah. fair warning. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Good morning. Um, okay. So I got a couple of jokes. I think this is important as someone who's <laughs> going to be serious for a moment. Uh, you guys ready? These were a big hit in Germany and Poland. So you ready? Yeah. Just telling you. High expectations now. Uh, what do you call a cow with three legs? Tri-tip. Yeah? All right. Oh, okay. What about a cow with two legs? Lean beef. Mm-hmm. Ah. Cow with one leg? Steak. <laughs> and of course, the cow with no legs. My personal favorite. Ground beef. That's absolutely right. Thank you. So uh, with that said, I need to apologize. <laughs> Uh, I have not done a good job of communicating. I, I got a text message. I, I, when I landed, so I pray for you guys regularly, and occasionally when I pray for people, um, I'll feel like I should reach out to them and just let them know that I love them. Like, that's a Jesus thing to do. And I did this with a friend today uh, when I got back, and they texted me back and they said, do you still go to church at Grace Vineyard? I'm concerned. I haven't seen you in two weeks, and I knew nothing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have done a terrible job communicating. That might just be my lack of social media presence, but... Um, let me apologize. I want to get better at talking with people, so uh, please forgive me. And I also, this happened during this, this last week, I've realized that occasionally I can be uh, critical and I can complain, and that is not of the Lord. And I am fully sold out for Jesus. So um, please, if I have been critical or if I have complained to you or about you, please forgive me. That is not of God. And I don't want to be... Um, leading people in a way that's not Jesus-like. So please forgive me. Um, I'm asking for your forgiveness. So um, with that said, now that we got the business taken care of, uh, Haven and I just got back from Europe. Uh, we were ministering to a group of German youth, and there's also some adults there. And it was really cool. We saw people healed. We saw people set free and all sorts of wonderful kingdom things. It was really fun. Um, and especially people who were unloved were loved. And that's kind of my favorite. The other stuff is like just icing on the cake for loving the unloved, I think. Um, and Ron asked if we'd like to share, and of course we said yes, um, but first we prayed about it. And I felt that the story we needed to share with you was about how the Lord releases vision and then helps us walk it out. Does that make sense? So it's often, if you're... You know, I was, I was teaching this to other people while I was there in Germany. This is one of the things that I was teaching. Um, in a business, you have a business leader who develops a vision, and then everybody has to, like, get around it, and you, you travel with that leader's vision. 
in the kingdom, uh, we don't develop the vision so much as uncover the vision. We get it from the Lord. Does that make sense? Jesus is the head of the church, so we uncover what he's doing. And the neat part is that you don't need to have any structural position to uncover the vision, right? We're all part of the body, so anybody can be like, hey, head, what are we doing? You know, anybody can knock and ask, and the Lord is free to give to those who ask. So you can ask for the vision, and he shows you, and then you got to walk it out. But the cool thing is that if he gives you the vision, he's giving you the resources to make it happen. Um, you just might have to rely on him more than you want to. So it's been my experience anyway. <laughs> uh, so let me set this up for you. We were invited to teach twice each while we were over there in um, Germany and Poland, but our real job was just to follow the Holy Spirit, right? It was to be intimate with him and do whatever we saw Jesus doing, whatever we saw the Father doing, that was actually our job. And there were some rules around that, like we had to teach and we had to do this other stuff, but, but really it was just do what you see God doing. And so going into the trip, we were praying about it. We felt that God was telling us in general that we were going to be praying for those with depression and similar situations. You know how generally depression, depression is not like this isolated thing. It's like this cloud of confusion that has like friends that hang out in it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no? I've never suffered from that. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> were you ever a teenager? Yeah, were you ever a teenager? Uh... So, so we're going there, and we kind of had this vague sense when we're praying. That's what we felt like God was sharing, at least for me. And, uh, and then God threw us a curveball. It was really fun. And God sent Haven a dream, and I just want to encourage her to share the dream that she had and the events that took place afterwards. So if you'd do that, babe. Yeah, sure. Um, so the very first night that we were in Poland, um, we're at this Polish resort which is... <laughs> Polish. I mean, it, it was not Germany. We'll just say it like that. Um, it was great. Um, but I woke up first thing in the morning remembering a dream that I had, and the dream um, was really vivid, really clear, and it was, it was like specific, like I knew the name of the person in the dream, and that doesn't always happen. So... First of all, it was like, bing, there is, there's something to this. I got to remember the rest of it. So I start remembering it. Um, and in the dream, I was at a Christian conference. And, um, but it was like a covert Christian conference. It was like the people in the know knew, but the rest of the people involved with this event didn't know as Christian. It was like one of those weird setups. And someone came to me with a friend of hers and she said, hey, you're a Christian. I know you can deal with this. She has some demons and she's suffering real bad. So you're a Christian. You know what to do, right? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. And, and um, just to make, to make a long detailed dream very short, basically confronted these things that were inside of her and commanded them to leave in Jesus' name. And there were specific things that happened, and um, they named themselves, and, um, and then they put up a fight, and they were like, tried to light her on fire and stuff. And, and I was like, nope, not okay, leave in Jesus' name. And they were cast out, and this woman was totally free. And like, she got up, and she was a totally different person. And her name in the dream was Stacy. 
And so I wake up with this like crazy vivid dream and like I'm pumped. I'm like, the darkness is defeated and Jesus rocks. And I <laughs> feel so, like I want to tell Samuel and he says, write it down. <laughs> So immediately, that's, that's a really, it's a really good um, tip for anybody who wants to remember dreams. Just start writing them down. First thing in the morning, just write it down, especially if you want God to be talking to you through dreams, because he does. He talks to all of us, and many of us will speak to us through dreams. And one of the easiest ways to know <laughs> if this is a dream from God is write it down and ask him, mm-hmm. and he'll tell you, even mm-hmm. through the writing process. It's crazy. Um, so I listened to the voice of reason <laughs> and went to write down my dream and asked God, what is this? What is this? And didn't hear anything. And, um, but I was very interested by the details. So I looked up the name Stacy, and it means resurrection. And one of the baddies that was cast out of her in the dream called itself give up and die. And... So I was like, oh, okay, so those are polar opposites. (laughs) Death and resurrection. Okay, that's cool. So I wonder if God wants to do some of those things this week. And um, didn't really think much further about it until maybe the third, I think it was like the third, the third day, whatever. Um, Jamie Weston, who we went with, he asked me to speak on deliverance or something. He says, this is kind of weird. We don't usually do this in the, in the camp that we, are, we were part of, um, but maybe you should talk about deliverance. And I don't think he knew that I had that dream. I was like, okay, I'll keep praying about that, but all right, I need more confirmation. Um, and then that night, a woman came up to me. We had hiked all day. We'll just backtrack a little bit. We had hiked all day with a group of young people this day. And we were exhausted and tired, but it was a real good bonding experience. And this woman was with us, and I had not spoken to her at all during this conference. She didn't speak very much English, and so it was a little bit difficult. It's difficult to communicate with somebody unless you have a translator right there, Mm -hmm. or they've studied a little bit of English, because I know no German. Um, And so she hadn't, we hadn't connected at all until that day we're hiking together. We're still not talking, but we're hiking together. And uh, she came up to me that night after, after worship and she said, I think God wants, he's asked me to ask you to pray for me. And I was like, okay, awesome, let's schedule that. And <laughs> cause like we're super busy and stuff. I'm like, we've got time right after this session, um, come and find me. And so she did, and she shared a little bit about she had some pain in her back, and she had it from birth. Um, There was, like, some defect there in her back, and she's like, that's the one thing. But then the second thing that I'm really scared to ask is um, I have this heaviness, this darkness around me, and I've had it for a long time, and I, I don't know what to call it. If maybe, maybe it's a demon, maybe it's... It's the, I don't know. And like, and I said, oh yeah, it is. I had a dream about that. And, <laughs> and, and I was like, it's going to go today. Um, God told me that in a dream. And she's like, what? She's like, no way. And, um, and I was like, yeah, no way. <laughs> it's like, this is wild. It's totally wild. Um, and, 
but we went for it and prayed for her and um and the darkness left and the suicidal thoughts left and she said she like she got up she she got up after like after everything and we prayed for her back too and not a whole lot of pain went away but an interesting thing happened where the pain like started moving and like condensing into one place where it had taken up way more real estate than it should have for the 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 issue that she had the pain had gone all over her back and so as we were praying it started like moving around and we're like whoa we've seen that before <laughs> you got to go and and it like diminished into this tiny little spot where it was actually supposed to be telling her that something was wrong in that one specific spot and I was like that's a win and <laughs> but she got up and she said i can think clearly for the first time mm. ever hallelujah and she's like so it was amazing it was amazing and and there were a couple other things that happened as well that were just god had put little breadcrumbs in front of a couple of people and she told me afterwards she said i was so shy i was so shy to come and talk to you and this darkness this heaviness kept telling me not to and kept saying that i would be rejected and kept telling me that she, oh she doesn't really care and she's too important and mm. she's she's from america she you know like these weird things that i'm like yeah that's the lie from the enemy <laughs> like yep yep that's gone and um but it was it was such a neat experience and a confirmation that all right this this is something if if she's if she's this one person everybody else in this room this needs to be available for everybody and like jesus paid for our entire freedom yeah like why yeah. not why not get it like <laughs> why not why not take the whole freedom that he's bought he already paid for it and um so so we so i so i told jamie i was like yeah i'll speak tomorrow um I think, think we got confirmation. We'll talk about that. And um, then that night, that night, Samuel and I go into this room. Our windows have been closed all day. So I, I got I to share this. Uh, the, the resort we're staying in, you know, they don't have regular American screens there. They have this different sort of thing you got to drop down. And if you <laughs> drop it so far, there's like little slats so a little bit of air can get in. But if you pull it all the way up, it's just open air. So we like negotiated some in open America. air into our room unintentionally. <laughs> and, uh, and we had had like a lot of insects now in our room. And, and this night we had one guy in particular that was like huge, just enormous. And it was, it was, a, it was a fly of some kind. And, um, uh -huh. you know, most of them it was just like, you know, you'd roll up a magazine and whack, and you'd get them and... It was like no big deal. You just killed a few and the rest of them left you alone. But this guy was like the beefiest son of a gun I've ever encountered. And we squashed this thing three different times. Yeah. And it kept coming back. So I, like, like, we, we like smacked it with, with a, like a rolled up newspaper. It was a magazine. Smacked it on the window so it's like splat. Falls to the ground. And, and it's like dead like it looks dead it's not moving and and so we like 
get into bed, I'm like reading something, and then I look over and it's moving. <laughs> and it's like, it's moving across the floor. I'm like, die Beelzebub! And like, <laughs> like literally grabbed the Bible and like dropped what? it on this fly. And <laughs> it was like, be gone. And, and then like, there was like smeared like fly guts Pieces. and stuff. And I'm like, okay, good, done. And <laughs> And then I walk over, and, then, and I see this guy walking around still. This dude is not going down. You know, so we squished it one last time, and then we baptized it in the toilet, and Oh, and, and guess what? That. We flush. <laughs> and then it didn't go down, right? <laughs> we're flushing it, it's not going down, so we're like, you know, tamping it down. with Anyway, it gets really gross. Uh, but we got rid of it eventually. But I thought this was so illustrative of how it works. Yeah. Right? God gives you a vision, and you start walking it out, and it's like, wow, I'm seeing breakthrough. This is amazing. So good. And then you encounter stuff that's like, ah, what is this? I didn't order this. Why is this in my room? Why is this in my room? And it's not dying. What is this? God help. Why did you let this in my life? What is this? Yeah. You know what I'm talking? There's, there's some like real intense laughter coming over here. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that, so I, I haven't asked my wife to share that just to share like this particular exploit or anything because uh, we see this happening here in Grace Vineyard. This isn't yeah. like a big thing. I just thought it was a really great story to illustrate this thing that was on my heart. Um, and I wanted to give you an example of how the kingdom works. Uh, you may have heard me say it. We can't really control God. Um, all we can do is invite him, right? <laughs> all we have to do, all we can do is just kind of like make the space and say, all right, God, we've, we'll invite you. But he shows up any way he wants to. He's way bigger than we are. We don't, we don't get really an option on how, how he shows up. We just get the option on if we choose to invite him. We can't even say no if he decides to come. You know what I mean? But we get the opportunity to invite him. So hope that's helpful or encouraging. Um, and so additionally, our, our example is Jesus Christ, right, who literally died to accomplish the vision that the Father gave him. Like, that's, that's the example that we model our lives after. Um, and the, the vision that Jesus followed was not his own, but it was the Father's. And he was found worthy because he walked it out perfectly, even unto death. So, uh, it just got kind of serious here. But, like, that's, that's the example. That's the grace that's available for us to do so. And I feel like that uh, level of calling is what we're moving into in this time period that makes any sense. Now I'm getting kind of strange. And I'm getting off my notes. So I don't want to do that. Um, so when God gives us a vision, he also releases opposition. Uh, and this is actually for our benefit. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Uh, do we have any former clandestine botanists here? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Maybe some herbology? No? Okay. Nobody, nobody's willing to cop to it. Flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Flowers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, so if, if you're running a grow-up, you need to have fans, right? You guys know this, right? If you don't have fans, the plants will fall over and they die. You need to have some opposition, like a, a, a tree needs the wind as opposition to grow strong and put roots down and to be lively and to be able to bear the fruit that God intended it to bear. Does this make sense? The wind is not supposed to knock the plant over, but if you never have any opposition in your life, you do not have the strength that's required to bear the fruit that God has called you to bear. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Mm. It also requires us to become reliant on God. Yeah. You know, we oftentimes face things that are a little bit beyond what we can handle. And it's an opportunity to make some space in our life and say, Father, this is more than I can handle. I invite you. I can't control you, but I can invite you into my life. Would you come show up? However you think will best benefit me. You're the good father. I know you're good. I know you want the best for me. I want to invite you. Come help me through this thing. You've given me the vision. Would you give me the resource to get there? Does that make sense? Uh, I should probably talk about the Bible, right? Uh, next Sunday, uh, we'll continue in Exodus and uh, talk about a people that God gave vision to, right? 400 years in Egypt. Whew. You know, I get uncomfortable. It's like 40 days. I'm like, God, you gave me this dream, you know? Forty, four hundred years of people are in Egypt before they get to the promised land. And then Moses has his own whole story of having a vision from God and then trying to walk it out and all the different stuff that's involved in that, right? This is a very biblical, it's a very kingdom-minded principle I'm trying to express to you. Um, And opposition can be a sign that you're going the right way. So don't be discouraged when you run into stuff. You know, it's, it's more like speed bumps than brick walls. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it, it feels like, man, it really slowed me down on that, but it's actually God preparing you for what's coming up, you know? So I, I can close this right now, but if you'll allow me, I want to I wanna bring this talk a little closer to home. So do I have your permission to do that? Is that okay? Preach <laughs> Don, you're invited to every, every talk I ever give. You're invited. <laughs> I love it. I can leave my encouragement at home. I'm just going to take yours. <laughs> uh, so, so Ron spoke on April 15th, 2018. It's a podcast if you want to go listen to it, and I encourage you to do so. It was called The Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And it was so good. It was so good. I loved it. Ron spoke about two things. I'll summarize them for you because I might tell you to go listen to it, but I imagine if I was sitting in your spot, I would probably not do so. So I will just assume that you might do the same. Tell the <laughs> truth. Hey, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get there, right? So number one, um, he talks about his faith and relationship with the Holy Spirit in the face of opposition. He talks about going to college and being a small fish in a big pond and how his resource, the thing that sustained him through that, was his quiet time with the Lord. He would find himself alone in a quad with the Bible, and he'd be reading, and, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You know, that became, that became his root system. That sustained him. Mm-hmm. And number two, he shared his vision for the future of this church. The vision the Father had been sharing with him. Now, If you're here today, you might be aware that five days later, on April 20th, Ron suffered a series of strokes that left him hospitalized for quite some time. And, uh, you know, in that moment, he was experiencing some massive opposition. And not just him, but all of us, Mm -hmm. really. I don't know if you're aware of the Bible verse, uh, 
the, the shepherd is struck and the sheep scatter. There's, there's some frantic meetings going on. Are we going to make this? Is this the end of, of Grace Chapel of the Coast? Is this the end of Grace Vineyard? Just very, very honestly, very seriously, that was, those were the questions that we were asking ourselves as leaders in the church. Is this it? But apparently not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to take a moment and remind you, in my own words, what the vision that Ron articulated was, because in moments of opposition, it's easy to get off track. It can be easy to be like, that is a huge fly. What is this? And it won't die. Ah! You know, it, it's easy to do that. So I want to get our eyes off the opposition in our lives and onto the vision that I really feel the Lord has shared with Ron. Is that okay? Yeah? Okay, so we have some, some pictures up here. Um, first of all, our number one objective is to follow the Lord wherever he leads. So I, I already prayed it this morning, but we've sold everything to follow him. Who else has the words of life? Where else can we go for it? You know, I, I've spent my entire life looking for it elsewhere or with him, either with him or elsewhere. And I, I haven't found it anywhere else. It's only found in him. So, and he reminded us that God called us. Uh, so one of the things that Ron talked about there was that he reminded us that it was God who called us into the vineyard movement. Then Ron began to pray for our county. He felt the Lord is leading him, the heart and a vision for the county. So he would actually be praying for our church. And then in his mind, he'd be thinking about all of San Diego County. And so this is the first picture. Uh, it's the blue dot in the middle, kind of upper that is actually Grace Vineyard, and this is a, an aerial photo of our, of our little country here, or of our little city. Um, on the top left is an area that is, well, actually, this entire downtown area is highly Hispanic. We, have, we had a fun story the other day, a couple of years ago. Uh, I was helping a homeless man and ended up playing hide-and-seek with a bunch of kids, and then we had a huge influx of kids into our, our small group. It was just by following the little lead that God was doing. We had a bunch of people going on here. And we know we have a bunch of people right as our next-door neighbors that do not know the love of God. So right in our own neighborhood, we want to be reaching out and loving these people. Um, if I can go to, the, to the, next, the next photo. So this right here is Crown Heights. This is the second photo that Ron showed us. Um, it is really dense uh, housing here. A lot of apartments, a lot of families living in these apartments. We have people that go to church here that live in these apartments or have lived in these apartments. Um, and, so, and it's highly uh, Hispanic there. And so one of the things that Ron shared there was this desire, and I know I felt it so clearly that God is calling us to plant a Lavinia in this community. You know, there's, there's something so powerful about experiencing the love of God in your native tongue. You know, like when we, were, when we were ministering to Germans, a lot of them could speak English, but we still use the translator. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? To hear it in your own tongue is so powerful. And these are people that do not know the love of God. They do not have a community that is following the love of God. And they're crying out. They're oppressed. Um, this, is, this is our mission. This is like the call of the vineyard is to have compassion upon the poor. And these are our neighbors that need the Lord. So I, I, one of the things that Ron suggested is perhaps we'll have a, a second Sunday service. It's completely Lavinia, Spanish speaking. Wouldn't that be cool? And they might get bigger than us. 
could easily happen. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? I want to remind you of these visions that God has given us. This is stuff that we should be pressing into. So third, we have uh, a picture of North County. And uh, what Ron said about this picture is that he believed, and uh, I, I believe our history is indicative of this, that Grace Vineyard, previously Grace Chapel of the Coast, is a training ground to plant churches for church planters. I don't know if you're aware of how many people have come out of this church that have planted churches or, or now lead churches in other countries. You know, countries that we don't, we don't talk about. But people who say, I came out of that church and I'm now over there. Like years ago, before I was going to church here, this has happened. Like this church has been here for like 25 years, something crazy like that. It's almost as old as I am. It's a long history of church plants here that, that God has used. And I believe he's doing that again. So that's part of what we're experiencing, which is really exciting, right? Wow, we're going to be part of what the kingdom is doing. It's going to be really cool. We don't get to control what it looks like, but we get to participate. Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus. We invite you. But it's also kind of a bummer because, you know, we're looking around and we're saying, oh, man, I've so loved doing life with you. I've loved seeing you every Sunday morning, but if we continue down this vision, I might not see you every Sunday because God might land in your lap a vision for you to go plant a church somewhere down the street. And then we'll be like competitors, but also brothers, you know. I, I'm, I'm teasing. There's, uh, you know, a father always wants to see his son do better than himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that is the grace vineyard heart to church plants. So we want to see our sons do better than we've done. We want to see them walk further into their calling. Do even more. Does that make sense? So if, if God has given you a vision, we're here to bless it and go for it. We're not here to tell you no. Right? I might, I might say this. Uh, everything gets a yes, but maybe not everything gets financed. <laughs> <laughs> might say it that way. Um, if you feel like the Lord is calling you into it. So... Mm. So, and here's the fourth photo. This is all of San Diego County. The previous was just North County. And this is what Ron has been seeing when he prays for our church. You can see on the bottom right, there's that line. South of that is Mexico and north of that is San Diego. It's like 3.5 million people who live in this place. Most of them are completely unchurched, completely do not know the gospel, do not know who Jesus is on both sides of the border. And who's going to go? Yeah, come on. That's what I'm talking about, man. Who's going to go? Hmm. So if there's one verse that I could share that, that's kind of maybe a covering for this would be, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2.14. So guys, I want to encourage you. We've got a big thing in front of us. We've experienced quite a bit of opposition. What a speed bump that was, right? But we're not talking about something that's going to complete it in a year or two years or something like that. This is for the next decade. This This is where we're going. This is what we're seeing Jesus do. 
right? We, we can already see him moving in this state powerfully. So I am, I am incredibly excited about it. Uh, I know it's going to get really, really messy. Uh, but I'm committed to doing it well, to doing it, whatever Jesus is doing, I want to do it. And you know what? You don't know what it looks like until you're there. You know, until the, the weed grows up. You don't know if it's wheat or if it's a tear. So it's going to get kind of messy, but I'm really excited. God's going to do some really, really, really cool stuff. And um, we're all in. And uh, I want to invite you guys into it. I can't control you, right? But I, I want to invite you into it. You know, you can be as in as you want to be. God will use you. He's looking for people that will say, yes. Right? Isn't that what he's looking for? People he can partner with? Right? He can, he can change the world in a snap of his finger. I'm going to start preaching. I've got to stop. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I guess I'm already preaching. So <laughs> finally, the opposition speaks to the weight of a thing. And I should probably just close with that. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I said it this way, or I wrote it down this way. God is getting ready to move in a huge way. And I have to warn you, I have to warn you, it won't look the way you want it to. Yeah. It is an yeah. amen, right? <laughs> you know? It won't yeah. be controllable. You know? I'm not speaking from experience. I wish I was. I'm just speaking. I've listened to people who were in it when God moves powerfully. And this is what they've told me. You, know, you can't control it. You don't even know what it is in the middle of it. You know, you don't, you don't know. And you can decide to squash it, and then God does something else elsewhere. And I am not willing to do that. Yeah. I'm not willing to do that. So it's, that's kind of where we're at. Um, it won't be controllable. And, and maybe a good example of this is a new wine requires a new wineskin. So we've got to be a little flexible in this season. We know what the vision is. All of San Diego County belongs to the Lord. Let's be part of that. Right? Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, man, so much stuff we could pray about. Uh, I know it's so late. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm really sorry. It's 1115. Uh, I want to <laughs> invite down the, uh, the ministry team. If you guys could come. Um, if you'd like prayer for anything, you know, if you're experiencing depression or, or any stuff like that, that spoke to you, God can set you free. You know? Um, I'm not saying that Man, I, I got to be so careful here. Like, you know, mental illness is a serious thing, and there's lots of different ways that God can work to get you well. So um, this might be one of them. Don't, don't miss this one, but don't stop doing the other stuff that you're doing. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay. I just grabbed a mic. Is that okay? That's acceptable. Would everyone stand up? Would you open yourselves up to the Holy Spirit right now? I think he's about to do something yeah. that some of you are going to like. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We invite you with a yielded heart 
We invite you with a heart that says, do and say what you want, and we will submit. We're saying yes before we know what we're saying yes to. You got that, guys? We're saying yes to God before we know what we're saying yes to. Whatever you want, Lord. Let the kingdom of God come upon us right now.